Welcome to this week's F-Cubed Podcast. It is Two Dudes in a Trailer. <laughs> Starring George Galari and Jacob Geis. Let's see what they talk about this week. They don't even know. <laughs> it is the F-Cube Studios. Two dudes in a camper! <laughs> yeah! Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. It is uh, June 10th, 2021. And we really don't know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, but we've. I mean, we've been spitballing ideas. We talked earlier today, and um, you came over, and we got to pray together, do some worship together. And one thing I was thinking about is the the scripture in First uh, Thessalonians. Say that three times fast. That's the Thess- <laughs> What's a, the Thessalonians? The Thessalonians. <laughs> Thessalonians. Um, always be joyful. That's hard. Keep on praying, also hard. No matter what happens, always be thankful, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. All of those things are hard, and they're still possible because all things are possible with Christ. And I just was thinking about that when we when we got together today because of how we kind of prayed and had conversation in between and then you know oh we should pray for that and um that's what i kind of think of pray without ceasing means like when we're having conversation we can just always invite god in into our conversations and when we do that like i started my day off pretty good um started off in prayer and i don't always do that and I've really had a joyful spirit today and how the scripture says, always be joyful. You know, it starts out verse 16, always be joyful. And I'm definitely not always joyful. You know that, you know, me. (laughs) (laughs) you've seen me not joyful. (laughs) Never. (laughs) But even more so when it says, keep on praying, like, so what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Like, you know, this says this uh, is the New Living Translation. It says, keep on praying. Others say, pray without ceasing. Yeah, I think I think for for anybody listening, it doesn't mean to be like that weirdo walking down the street talking to yourself. Um, it's more of, in anything you do, at least give it to God. And um, something we didn't talk about today was, I think one of the biggest things that I... I've been thinking a lot about is kind of, what is that guy's name? Uh, Wild at Heart, dude. Uh, John Eldridge. John Eldridge. Um, So something that, like, I've implemented from that is, like, one of the things I really like, and I'm not saying, like, oh, let's pray like the Catholics do. Sorry, Catholics. Um, But, like, one of the things I've, I've adapted from that is more of a, hey, God, I give everything to you. Mm -hmm. Everything that's going on. I give it to you. I don't want any bit of it. (laughs) You take it. You're in control. I give it to you. And so that's super hard when you're having a hard time. Yeah. So if it's a caca day, you're like, um, you, that's the last thing you want to do is go, Hey God, 
Like I give you this, <laughs> but you're a lot of times I'd say most of us go, I think I could figure it out. I think I could handle this. I think I can come up to the math conclusion of how to fix this problem. Especially and, as men. Yeah. Like we're just, God designed us as fixers, which does not work well with trying to fix your wife. Guys don't do that. <laughs> Sometimes they just need you to listen. And it seems like, hey, I could fix that problem, but they just need you to listen. And that's really hard, too, especially when we're like, well, if you did this and then they did this, then the, this this would be okay. Yeah. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. In even, my experience. <laughs> <laughs> through life experience. Um but yeah, like I think it just means like talking to God, communicating, being in communion. What does being in communion mean? Uh, it is more of a a relationship and breaking bread together like we did. Yeah, at your house and had lunch and prayed and sang worship songs and I mean, what was cool is Trinity was involved too, so it was kind of yeah, kind of a cool little neat little thing that we did with her. Yeah, Grace was popping in and out because I know she was just curious. Cause I was like, you can join us. And she's like, okay. She yeah. came out and then she's <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to go back in my room. But then she kept coming back out. And I, I just kind of, I love the curiosity of of kids. Like when you have people over and you're praying and, you know, I know Grace loves the Lord. And it's like, and she wanted to be involved, but at the same time she was like, well, the adults are here, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's always weird. She's, what, 14? Yeah, she's 14. So, so, yeah, it's one of those stages where you're like, I want to fit in with adults, but don't, but do, because it's, I don't know why. Like, I mean, thinking back to your age, it was kind of cool to be like, oh, my parents' friends are there, and my, I can be very mature in this moment. Yeah. And everybody's like, man, you're not mature in this moment. <laughs> I mean, as a guy, I, Grace is very mature for her age, but, uh. Uh, definitely like for me as like a goofy goober, like, Oh yeah, I could be involved in this sophisticated, uh, conversation. And then when you look back, you're like, I don't even have sophisticated conversations now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I loved like my, when we have family get togethers and I was around that age, you know, um, if I was hanging out with my cousins because I was one of the older cousins, if my younger cousins were doing something stupid, I'd always get in trouble for it. Yeah. So I was like, man, I don't want to be in trouble for anything. So I'd go hang out by my uncles and, you know, they'd be telling jokes and, you know, and just cutting up. And I love that, you know, just being around other, other guys that, you know, sometimes guys will, you know, cut each other up a little bit. We tease each other a little bit, give each other, you know, just rib each other a little bit. Some people are like, oh, we bust each other's balls, whatever. Um, but that's part of the fun of it. And, like, just being a dude. Sometimes it's just got to be a dude and you got to get get together with other dudes and you're going to, you know, you're going to tease each other a little bit. And it's okay. And I, I don't know about you, but, like, with my group of friends, you know, if we were picking on each other, it was cool. But if someone that wasn't really in our group came in, and they started picking on someone, 
Then everybody in the group turned on that one person. You made a mistake. You're not a part of this group. <laughs> Who told you to be here? Where is my super suit? Maybe oh. that's how maybe that's how the rest of the disciples looked at Judas. When he was like, Oh, I'm I'm gonna go now and they're like, Wait a minute. Was he the one that did he was the one that dipped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If if those of you that are listening don't know what I'm talking about, Judas was the disciple that betrayed Jesus, and Jesus said to the other disciples because they were wondering, okay, who's going to betray him? And you know, is it me? Is it me? Well, Jesus said it's going to be the one that dips his his bread at as basically at the same time as I do, and that was Judas. And I don't know if like it does the Bible doesn't really expound on that like were the other you know i'm sure the other disciples were murmuring and whispering about it and because they did do a lot of that you know jesus <laughs> called him hey, what are you guys whispering about i mean he knew always yeah <laughs> but oh, yeah you know I, they had to be going on and and <laughs> jesus probably like, well i'm i'm really surprised i didn't just like <laughs> like Judas, you're gonna die tonight. Like, well, he he did <laughs> on his own, accord. right? Right. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. But like, like you're saying, we're just praying and talking, and um, I think it's just important that to give God time every day. And I'm yeah. not, and just to be real, I looked up the whole Barna, whatever Barna, Barna research. Yeah, because I was like, I want to know more about this. And, like, I looked into that. So, if anybody wants to ever fact check us, it totally is there. <laughs> um, but, like, I was so interested to read the whole article about, like, how people are reading their Bible and connecting. And it's just crazy to me how many of those guys are just, like, I mean, like you said, it's, like, five minutes a week is more than, than t- almost all the congregation. Right. As a pastor. Which means, come on, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, that like really five minutes a week is going onto the U version app and doing the verse of the day. And if anyone knows the connection of uh, at U version to do the verse of the day, I'm sure that's something F cube would love to do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, so something we we talked about, and and uh, maybe this is kind of the route we're going to go. But just about being a man and all that, um, one of the verses I looked at and read at while we were praying is uh, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, sixteen thirteen, and it says, Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. And in the ESV version, it was like, be a man. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, I think, isn't the ESV like the closest translation there is out of all of them? Something like I that. think so. So I'm not saying that people are just like, I'm going to come after you because you're well, saying we, so, You and I both read from many different versions. Yeah. And when you like cross-check them, and I've had other friends that have like the a Bible that has three different versions. Oh, yeah. It's very similar, you know, like. Yeah. I, so. So that that version, it says in the SV, be watchful, stand firm in your faith, act like men, be strong, let all you do 
be done in love. Same thing. Yeah. Except it added men. And so. Um, and that doesn't mean. Men. Like just men, but mankind. And it doesn't mean like what people keep calling toxic masculinity. It's, it is okay to be masculine. Yeah. It's okay to be a man. It's okay to not like things that, I don't know, some people may say is girly. And it's okay to like some of that stuff that some people may say is girly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you went and saw a musical. You're not a man. You're a beta male. I'm like, right. <laughs> like, what the heck is that? No, yeah. I, I can enjoy and appreciate art. It doesn't make me a woman. <laughs> yeah. You Just know, like a woman can appreciate and, and really enjoy sports, that doesn't make her a man. Correct. And I think what it is is, like, there's an innate innateness to being a, a man. And so we probably won't get to women as much, so. But this is good information if you're a woman or dating well, somebody. Well, and we have, I mean, we have daughters. Yeah. And we know that there's an innateness to being a, a woman, too. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know about you. Well, I I don't know if Jill is a, a was a tomboy or whatever growing up, yeah. what they would say, you know, as a tomboy. But, you know, my girls love climbing trees, playing outside, doing all yeah. the things, running around with their friends, falling down, scraping their knee, and, and still going and playing. Yeah. And they also love to wear dresses. Yeah. You know? And, and people dog that, and you're like, there's no reason to dog that. And, no, it's... And even, I think, <clears throat> to be honest, feminism, and people might get mad about this, but it's pretty much dead. Now it's... You mean toxic femininity? Yeah. (laughs) George is laughing, just so you know. (laughs) Just so you all know. But no, it it definitely is something that I've noticed where, hey, you can't you can't be a man or or to be a little woke cookie here, um, is that people are trying to say things and be like, Hey, my kid is not this when they're a baby. I've, I don't know if you've seen that TikTok. There's some quote-unquote Christian lady who was like, um, my son is going to be gay. And I'm like, you're not even giving him a choice. like, Or a all. chance for that matter. Yeah. And she was like, hey, this is what it's going to be. And I'm like, that's not that, that also is not right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, I don't go sitting there like to my kids, you're all going to be straight. You're going to be straight. Now... I will say I do pray for their future spouse and I do pray for the correct gender that they should be with. And so that just is what it is. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I, and I've done the same thing, you know, I prayed for my kids, prayed for their spouses ever since they were born. Yeah. You know, even before they were born, I've been praying for their friends. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But, like, that lady does that whole thing, and I'm like, um, I don't I don't understand, like, why you're trying to push that. And there's always an agenda, and what's right is wrong, what wrong is right. And I think that that is 
society right now and are we going to let society rule what we do with our kids or are we going to run our kids through this Bible where it strains out all the garbage of the world? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to leave my family the best I can. And yeah, you know, um, and, and there's going to be hiccups. So if there's somebody out there like, Oh, my kid's a butthole. What does the Bible say? It says, lead your kids up in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. And so when that, is old, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I mean, like 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, a hundred. Um, but, if you lead them in the way, you got to trust God. Have faith. That's what this whole thing is about, is having faith. There was a story that I read about a woman that was always praying for her kids to come to the faith. Yeah. And I think it was the, maybe it was the youngest one. And it was after, it was either the grandmother or the mother. It was always praying for them. And she had passed on. And he was probably in his 70s, and he finally accepted the Lord. So she never, on this side of of heaven, she never got to see that fulfillment of, you know, the answered prayer. Um, You know, now she's, I'm sure, rejoicing with, with that kid. But I just thought that was so awesome that, you know, to to know that, she she never saw her prayers answered on this side of heaven, but she did. But they were answered, you know. Yeah. Sometimes our prayers aren't answered. You know, people will say, "Oh, God doesn't answer my prayers." Well, sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no, and sometimes it's a wait. Yeah. And I I hate waiting just as much as anybody else. And like right now, I feel like I'm in another waiting <laughs> season. You know, yeah. and I'm like, Lord, I okay. What do you, what do you have for me while mm-hmm. I'm here? What do I need to learn while I'm here doing what I'm doing now, and before I get to the next point? Yeah. Instead of just being like, Why are you doing this to me again? Why do I gotta wait again? Yeah. You know, I'm trying to go. Okay, Lord, what I'm what are you trying to teach me here? What is the purpose here? And you know, where is our next move? Yeah. And I, I think I think we always try to, like I said, try to be God and be like, oh, that door's open. I'm going there. And I'm like, because, I mean, we have opportunities. <laughs> Both yeah. of us have had opportunities come up, and it's like, I don't know. I'll wait and see. Because you got to wait for the comforter, the Holy Spirit, to give you peace. And that's what you got to wait for. You got to wait yeah. for it. Because the, the heart's corrupt. So if you're like, I'm going to follow, follow my heart. Like a pastor used to tell me all the time. And I'm like, do you not read the Bible? My heart's deceitful. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I I don't know. I guess there's there's just something, like, I don't know. Like, with with that, I I feel like society is saying, like, you need to decide this. You need to plan this. You got to do all this. But why are we leaving? I mean, I, I get it because that's the United States is having a hard time being under God, even knowing it's what we were under for a couple hundred years. Yeah. And, and like what, what's crazy to me is, and what's funny is that I'm surprised they haven't canceled a 
Daniel Webster, the dictionary guy. Because have you ever read his like final words and all that? I haven't. <clears throat> so it, it was in a different At least Bible. It's not that I can remember, but. It's in a different Bible I had. And he previously, like before he died, he talked about like God's eternal. You're, you're going to be immortal no matter what. But mm. it matters which way you're going to go. And, and like he goes, but I know God's real and that Jesus Christ is the only way. And like a little bit later, I don't know if it's in the same moment or just a little bit later, right before he died, he says, I still live. And I'm yeah. like, what a way to go. <laughs> yeah. Cause we do, you know, yeah. like we do still live and we either, and, and you have a choice. You can accept Christ and, and ask him to forgive your sins and believe that he rose from the dead for you to conquer sin and death and you could have eternal life or you could not and you could have eternal death. Yeah. Either way, it's eternity. But George, I don't believe in hell. Well, then you're going to hell. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to delete that one. Just kidding. Um, but no, like, I think where people get strung up on that is they say that and you're like, well, just because I say I don't believe a train's going to go by tonight doesn't mean that train's not going to go by my house tonight. Because for sure at one in the morning tonight, there will be a dang train that goes past my house tonight. <laughs> and so... Or it's it's like um uh, no that that might be too much woke cookies but um I was gonna say something like well actually no we'll go biology here if I'm born X chromosomes then I'm gonna be that or Y right. chromosomes I'm gonna be that and no matter how many woke cookies I eat I'm still gonna be it it doesn't change anything I'm gonna be male or female and. That is what it is. Like I, like I guess what I I, I think is fantastic. A teacher talked about it and goes, um, "I can't lie to the students," and he's like, "I just can't do it." Um, if your kids are in the car right now listening to this and they believe in somebody in a red suit, you may want to pause this. I'll give you like a few seconds. And even if you don't, I'm going to still say it. But, like, Santa Claus isn't real. And what? So, <laughs> and so. You didn't even prepare me for this. <laughs> and so, in that, like, <clears throat> so I don't know how you did things with. I think Trinity does, doesn't believe in Santa, right? All my kids got in trouble for saying this. Trini actually said, Santa's dead. Because. <laughs> We told her the story of St. Nicholas. Yeah. You know, there was a, a real person, St. Nicholas, that yep. did, you know, give to the, the poor and, and uh, put money in their socks or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, Which was, he's so we dude. said, you yeah. know, he, there was a real person and that's who they took, you know, the, the Santa Claus after. But, yeah. you know, Santa's not, Santa's a mythical person. Yeah. And uh, just like and, and St. Nicholas died, yeah. he's not here anymore. And so, <laughs> she, 
they were talking. It was Christmas times at yeah. school, and they were saying, talking about Santa Claus. And she goes, "Santa Claus is dead." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Okay, well, I I didn't think it was going to be in any different because every one of our kids, and even though we said." Hey, some people believe, and you can let them have their, you know, their, their thoughts, their make believe, and 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 that's okay. You don't have to ruin it for them. You can just, it's fine. Yeah, um, it's not, it's not hurting you. It's, it'll hurt them later when they find out. But that <laughs> their parents have been lying to them for years. But that's not on us. <laughs> you know, it's not our job to tell them that their yeah. parents have been lying to them. You liar! And they all, just they all, every one of them, <laughs> every, every single one of you that says that you're a liar, just there's no such thing as a white lie. Like, every one of my kids, though, is, <laughs> hey, um, your your kids said that there's no Santa. I'm like, yeah. So, <laughs> well, we still have some kids that do believe. I'm like. Oh. But grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, but Santa's not real, so I'll ask them to not say it again. But I'm not going to tell them any different. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did I tell you about what? Trini's was the best. Did I tell you about what Lacey did? No. (laughs) So she's in preschool. And we had the same conversation. Like you don't tell, like we 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 celebrate this as a time that Jesus um, was born, and we're celebrating Jesus even on the cross. That's why I I talk about yeah. like died on the cross, rose again for our sins, even during Christmas time. Yeah, and we've, like we've done the same. That's my favorite. I love Christmas. Like you, that's. Uh, that that's my favorite. I, if I could put up a bazillion lights, I would. I'd have like <laughs> I'd have like the sun on my my lawn. Um, and so like with that, um, what was it? Oh, um, oh, oh. Uh, so Lacey's in preschool, and the teacher's like, "Hey, we're gonna draw Santa," and Lacey's like, "Well, okay." And she started telling a story about Santa, and Lacey goes, "You you lie," and she's like, "What?" And she goes, "You're a liar. This is Jesus's <laughs> birthday, and Santa's not real." And the lady was like, "What?" And she goes, "Liar! Santa is not real." And like she just goes off, and like other kids are like, "Santa's real," and she goes, "Your parents are lying." Like she's straight. I was like, "Oh my gosh." I was like, I can't believe it. She's like, you're, she's like, your parents are lying to you. Santa's not real. And like the teacher's like, I had to like really calm her down because she was fiery about it. And I told Jill, I was all, I went and got her a slushie and popcorn afterwards because I was like, you told the truth. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, just don't do it again in class because I'm trying to avoid getting calls every day. <laughs> right. So, but she she went off and was like, your parents are lying to you. The teacher's lying to you. But she's not. She's she's right. Like, yeah, it's not the truth. And and I think it. I don't know. I guess that's a roundabout way of just lying to your kid. Like, and don't feel convicted if you're you're doing that. I mean, you are lying, but. It it's <laughs> it's if you've already done it and they've already figured it out, it's all good. But 
technically, if I said, like, I don't know, that that might be mean. I was gonna say, hey, you look you look good and you look really ugly. Like, <laughs> that's not that's not being honest either. But but like, um, but honestly, like, if if you're not telling the truth, then what are you doing? Lying. Yeah. So, and I don't mean to like get into. I don't know, politics or whatever you want to call it, but yeah. I don't know. I don't believe in Joe Biden either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you didn't want to get into politics. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do that. Well <laughs> But every time I look at my gas prices, I'm like, Oh, well it would have happened anyway. No, because no. the oil pipelines wouldn't have shut down and any time that we've produced oil the middle east companies that produce oil will produce more or they'll drop their prices yeah to make people want to buy their oil over ours but you know shutting down pipelines that doesn't have anything to do with the fuel prices no <laughs> not at all <laughs> and it's and it's you know not it's it's not more dangerous to have the you know, oil freighted across the sea and, you know, over the railroad and, and, you know, much less controlled than what we could have on the pipelines that have all sorts of uh, checks and balances. But, <laughs> you know, it's all good. It's environmentally <laughs> friendly getting oil from other countries because it's not like the, it's not like the climate is uh, cyclical and, you know, what, is done and burned in China, like doesn't affect us. Like that's, you know, that's why we don't have lead in our rice that we get from China. (laughs) Oh boy, George. (laughs) I'm sorry. Am I speaking my mind too much? (laughs) No. Um, Well, I think, okay. So a funny thing is, all right, we're going to get into this. Uh, So, so I I have, I guess, some real issues with some of these pastors coming out. Uh, and, I mean, if you guys get mad about what I'm about to say, then I guess eat some woke cookies right now. Um, but hey, you keep saying woke cookies. Are you getting that from that Cooper stuff guy? Maybe. Was it John, <laughs> John Cooper? Who Cooper needs to be on stuff. the podcast? Yeah. So, no, but... Literally, we're coming for you, Cooper stuff. We are. Um, but we'll be on your podcast too. I would love it. Um, but yeah, like I think the biggest, the biggest thing is that people we're we're looking at news and people are living in so much fear. And I guess if we're gonna be real, real, I'm not gonna say we're vaccinated or not because I don't want you to be judging me. Um, oh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I, fully vaccinated. <laughs> so am I, with the blood of Jesus. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, but in in general, uh, sorry, I think your mic's a little bit loose. That's why I was like I'm, fixing it earlier. It was on the edge of the table. Oh, okay. it's me. <laughs> oh, George's having try- too much fun. <laughs> when I was trying to adjust it to be able to see my Bible because my eyes aren't what they used to be. Yeah, <laughs> but. What was in uh, Franklin Graham promoting the vaccine was over the top. I feel like 
he was like, the way he approached it was like, hey, I'm a Christian and I'm old. So I'm going to take the vaccine. And I'm like, if I was like 80 years old, I'm like, bring it on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Let's, let's. Yeah, I don't, I don't get, I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, because he is such a notable person yep. and in the Christian community. And like, what you should be saying is make an informed decision. Yeah. We shouldn't be trying to coerce people into this or, Offer a a uh, gun million dollars or oh yeah wasn't that was it Virginia offered like fifteen guns you can get or something crazy I don't know it, it there but there was like I I read about you know someone posted on Facebook I'm like is that real I th- I looked up a few of those and they were real some of them I don't I know, I know the lotteries are I know like Ohio did a big lottery if you get the vaccine but what is the reason there has to be a reason and it's not just for a it's trying a to co- it's trying to is... coerce people to get this vaccine that it, has it, it has a bunch it's of free things. but there's so much nothing's free. money behind there, it there's that is the biggest lie like everybody like I've ever known when they go, hey, that thing's free. Like, I got a free horse. That horse is not free. That horse is expensive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you have to pay for X, Y, Z all the time. She's a good horse, don't get me wrong. But super expensive. (laughs) And so, um, oh, look, there's a train. Um, But in all reality, I think what, what is awful about it is people just think. Like, I'm not saying don't get the vaccine, but I'm not saying get it either. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking logically here, not like a sheep and not in fear. This train is going to take forever. You can see it outside. Like, look, it's right there. It's not even to the stop yet. Get going. <laughs> Sorry, people. There's two dudes in a camper. Two dudes in a camper by the train track. Studios. You f- you really? F- I really feel the vibration. <laughs> Get by already. Are we having an earthquake, <laughs> Jimmy? <laughs> but but in all seriousness, like people think like why make an informed decision whether whether you're going to get the vaccine or not make do some research for yourself if if it is something that you feel will make you safe then i then i guess go ahead and do it but can i can i make can i raise you a thought here is if this thing is two percent death rate that's it and I, I know it's sad that people died and all that, but I would say 95%, 98% died of other things. There's only, oh, yeah. there like, were, I think the math was like tiny, like a thousand people died from COVID itself by itself. Yeah. Completely alone. Like everybody else had other things like diabetes or all this other stuff. And some of them were like, hey, my head got cut off. <laughs> and I got COVID. What? Um, say yes. It. 
Say it. Well, it's one of the these new variances that your head gets cut off if you get COVID. <laughs> there was there was someone that it, this actually was was a news story that they got into an accident. They were decapitated. Cause of death, COVID. Because apparently they also had COVID. So if you have it and you're driving, don't get in an accident because COVID will take your head off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But, but uh, like, you people, you, people think, think. You need to think. You need to make informed decisions. You don't. Don't go off of what we're saying. Nope. Do some research. Yeah. And I've like and not I've done that. my own personal research. Like I did have COVID. Me too. Never knew it. Didn't stop kissing my wife. Yeah. Didn't stop hugging and kissing my kids. Yeah. My wife never got it. My daughters never got it. Makes no we sense. Live in the same house. My wife and I sleep in the same bed. They shared saliva. Yeah. <laughs> and and I don't know, like, I can't say that I was completely asymptomatic for sure because yeah. there was a couple times that I have seasonal allergies and they were pretty rough last year. You know, we, we moved in from, we moved from Illinois to Utah. Yeah. Different climate. Allergies were kicking my butt a lot last year. This year's a, a much better. Yeah. But. uh, This train is still going by. <laughs> it's, well, it's a freight train. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. uh it's almost there, people. I didn't when the, when the whole thing started happening, and I kept hearing from friends, and I got it too. Yeah, it's like man, I got this weird flu bug. I got a cough that I can't shake. Yeah, and then for me, I also had a fever. Yeah, and I don't ever run a fever. And I think we've said this on the podcast before. Maybe, but even if it was at that time, still nobody in my house got sick, and I figured it's just a it's just a weird flu bug. That was when all of us got sick. Yeah, we all campus. got sick. We're all sick. Yeah, and we didn't, like, I, we couldn't not work. We don't get sick days with what we do. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> what are those? So I uh, I did wear a mask. Yeah. Because I figured it was some weird flu bug, and if and this was going to. that was pre-COVID. And it was one of the, like, medical masks. Well, and, actually, it wasn't pre-COVID, like, because COVID technically had. Probably surfaced in America in November, November like, October, November. Yeah. So, and this was like January, February, right before they were really putting shutting it out in everything. the news and shutting down everything that I was sick. And I, I talked to several friends that they had the same thing. So when I got tested, the rapid test was negative. The PCR test was positive. And when they do the PCR test, they look at it through like a broad lens. So when the epidemiologist from the county called me, asked me how I was doing, I'm like, doing fine, no symptoms, nothing. Yeah. She said, okay, well, when we look at it, it's through a broad lens, and it shows that at some point you had a coronavirus. Yeah. Didn't say it was COVID-19, had a coronavirus. Yeah. So... Basically, what she was saying is, we can tell it was coronavirus. Yeah. We don't know if it was COVID-19. Yeah. But I'm going to go with that's probably what it 
<laughs> yeah. what it was, and that's when I had it, because uh, that's the only the only piece of it that makes sense. And I'm still alive and kicking, and well, and for as horribly contagious as it is, yeah. When I did find out that I had it, there was only one other person in in our house because our living situation that had yeah. it, and uh, you had like fifteen plus people around you. Yeah, and yeah. only one person had it, and they got it from someone else that they were too close to. Yeah. You know, not making sure they were safe. Yeah, but but what's what's interesting is and you didn't I, get it. <laughs> yeah. and we sit right across the cha- table from each other. I'm sure I've yeah. spit into the microphone <laughs> and on you. Yeah. <laughs> well, seriously. And then what's weirder is my wife gets it, and none of us got it. And what was even weirder is somebody that is quote unquote vaccinated got it. Yeah. So I know like, I know a few people that were fully vaccinated. Still got it, and still and got it. Still, pretty pretty, pretty bad, yeah. you know. So, I that's just I'm going on. That is my personal experience. Yeah. So that is what I'm going off of, and mine too. And that is why I'm fully vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying that. I read something on uh on Facebook. Um, if you can identify as a lunchbox, I can identify <laughs> as vaccinated. Right. <laughs> but um, it was a quote from Mark Twain. It, it said it was a quote from Mark Twain, and I'm not really sure because it was on Facebook. But yeah. I'll say, you know, that's what we'll it said. We'll say it's Facebook news. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it said it is easier to fool, peop- fool people and than it is to... Convince them that they were fooled when you have the the proof, yeah. And that's why I was like, and it's true, it is. And that's and I and I commented because it was one of my friends that posted that. I commented, that's why I tell people that I'm fully vaccinated. Well, what what drives me nuts is all those Fauci emails are coming out, and it's t- like spelling out the lies, and I'm all, does it? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> like is anybody- Anybody paying attention here? Like, why isn't that in the mainstream media? You know, when you and just looking at the money trail, like, why, like, Bill Gates, who has said the world's overpopulated, and what does he know? Let, let, but, but, like, well, pause for that a second. The world is not overpopulated. No, like, not at all. I think it, do some research. You can put everyone, I think, on New Zealand. And they'd have a foot of space between everyone, like a foot of perimeter around you, and everybody would fit in New Zealand right now. Maybe, maybe now because the population's a little bit bigger, maybe a little bit bigger island. But let just let that sink in a little bit. <laughs> you like everybody would have a foot of space around them. So, how are we overpopulated now? I get that places get overpopulated because they build houses on top of houses upon top of houses. We have, there's so much more space. Yeah. I mean, like, where we live, we can look to the the south of me, and there's, you see land oh, yeah. for days. But. And it's livable land. It's not like it's, you know, I mean, we are in the high desert. But, yeah. But you, you can know, there's water, water and, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, you go up north, 
to Wyoming, Idaho, um, Montana. There's plenty so of life much land. up there. Yeah. And land. And life and, yeah. Water, you name it, it's up there. Go further to Canada. I mean, there's they have tons of area, too. Eh? But it's Canada, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just... Sorry, we got off topic, but it's a good topic. Um, I definitely just think that there's there's just too much of, and it, I guess this is a perfect topic about being a man and doing that because we lead our house. We're the leaders of the household. It's Jesus or God who we follow, and then us as a second under under God following, leading our house, and then, Wife, kids, all that trickles down. And, like, our jobs, and we have jobs and responsibilities in that. Yeah. And so, as the the spiritual leader, we got to lead by that. Be that spiritual leader. Also, we're changing our kids' lives just by being there as a dad. Yeah. Go look it up. Look up the statistics. I'll tell you that more kids that have a dad, even if he's a sucky dad, (laughs) and, like, plays on his phone and video games all day and night long, doesn't spend time with them, those kids are more likely to do better in school, do better at life, to not go to jail, to not get pregnant before they're 18, and uh, not do drugs. Just from a dad being there. Yeah. And I I get it. There, There's probably some people on here like, well, what about the mom? I don't know. I didn't look it up. Because most kids are with their moms. And so... Yeah, and we ever, like... That's not something that gets said that, you know, men aren't or women aren't important in families. Right. That's not something that gets said. It, no. It's like, you know, women are important. We we know that. Yeah. You know, we're both married to women. Yeah. <laughs> and um, dad's the dad's role has been just. You know, oh, he's he, even like you look at sitcoms. The dad is just kind of a pushover, a pushover, kind of a doofus, or or you know, or overbearing, or yeah. you know. But why? Why is it that we're letting the father, as a father, that like, and this is that woke feminism, or whatever you called it. Um, Toxic femininity. Yeah, toxic femininity. I don't know if that's a real thing. They'll probably say, that's not a real word. Um, But we coined it. Um, So, but the biggest thing is that, like, in that, people are telling, like, oh, women be empowered. And I'm not, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, oh, women don't, don't do things or anything. But they're trying to put you guys in a box that you don't wear those shoes. You can't fill the dad's spot. I don't care if you're like, oh, well, I think I could do that. I can do it. You can't. You just can't. Like, yeah. And you even can try on the other best, even I can't on the other fill hand, women's shoes. No. Like, there's single dads out there. Can't you know? fill mom's shoes. No. You just can't. We're not, we're not designed that way. We're not by all, by all, uh, biologically equipped (laughs) and like what's awful about it is like people will be like no i I can fill those shoes you really can't because that's exactly the dang problem we're talking about here is we're trying to fill god's shoes 
And with that whole thing, either you're trying to fill your husband's shoes or your wife's shoes, you can't do it. But as a man, we got to help our wives. And our first ministry is our family. Yeah. And it is our wife. Yeah. If you really look at it, it's not, hey, let me disciple my kids. It is, I should probably be discipling my wife more than anybody else in this family because A, if anything happened to me, but B, because she's my partner. We got to do life together and read this Bible and word and pray together and do that. And have I been the best at it? No, I suck at it. <laughs> I suck at it too. Like, <laughs> sometimes I'll like say a quick prayer before we go to bed or, you know, I'll say a quick prayer. And it, <laughs> so, so, so say, have a good day. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you pray for, pray with your wife? Yes. Does she know it? I don't know. She might be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But, like, like you said, like, we, we, I don't know, we just try to fill these shoes that we should not be filling. And we do it with God. Like, hey, God, I got this. And God's like, what are you talking about? I got this. Like, Yeah, we do, like, and especially as I feel as, as men, yeah, we do that. Like, oh, I've got this on my own. I've got this. And, and uh, I, we talked about this a, a couple weeks ago, I think we. We might have mentioned it on the podcast, but yeah, uh, my wife and I got in a huge argument, mm. you know, and, and you did. It wasn't good, and uh, I could have just went completely in my flesh and um, and not talked to God about it, and things would have gone even worse. But I, I, I had a moment of clarity and prayed about it. And called on friends for prayer. Yeah. You know, and we need to do that as men when we're going through stuff, be able to humble ourselves and ask for help. And that's, and it's that's kinda really like, hard. Uh, Andrew Impact or what's his name? The military. AJ team. Impacts, I think AJ is his. AJ Impacts, maybe. Yeah. yeah. His name's Andrew, though, right? Yeah. And so Andrew talked about that, like having your six. Like, why do we do that all the time in the military, the police, the fire department, whatever it is? Like, me and George's friend, hey, we have each other's back, except when it matters. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, like, oh, <laughs> me and you could go through a gunfight and be perfectly fine. But when it comes to, hey, when I really need you for me personally in a situation, why do we avoid our brothers or yeah. our sisters? And we do, like, it's that pride that gets in the way. You know, the word says pride comes before a fall. Yep. And when we're prideful and going, well, I've got this all on my own, and we don't ask for help, we're going to fall. Yeah. You know, it, it's just a it's just a fact. And you might not fall right now, right then, and you might not realize that you're falling. And then and when you're on the ground and you have to, get back up and you need someone to help you. Yeah. That might be the point that you realize that, you know, and as I've gotten older, there's been time, like even lifting you, even carrying stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know what? I could do this on my own. It sure would be a lot easier if I had some help, (laughs) you know, and I, and I've decided that there's some things that I'm just, I just need to ask for help for and not be so prideful about it. Yeah. And like 
I could do that. I could lift that th- heavy thing on my own and risk injuring myself. Yeah. And then I'm going to be out of commission to do other things. <laughs> yeah. Or I could just suck it up and say, hey, man, could you help me out with this? Yeah. It actually happened yesterday. I think, yeah, yesterday I was cleaning up yard stuff and um, one of the other guys that works with us uh, was there. I was like, I need to move this porch swing and I could do it myself and I could break it doing, <laughs> doing it myself. Yeah. Or I could just ask him to help me. And he was more than happy to help, you know? Yeah. And I was like, that's great. Like, Usually, if you if you ask someone for help, a lot of times you're not going to get a no. Yeah. Or even just asking someone for prayer, it's it's pretty easy to pray for people. One thing I want to encourage people to do is to actually pray in the moment. Like, yeah, don't wait. <laughs> like I've I've been like even when I see people on TikTok and people can vouch for me if they want, I don't care. Um, is I've gotten a lot better about like, they're like, Hey, pray for me. <laughs> I shoot them a text like, Hey man, are you available to talk? And they're like, yeah. So I call them. And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to pray for you right now. Cause yeah. Um, to be real, I would say a good percentage of people go, Oh yeah, I'll pray for you. And they forget. Yeah. <laughs> I try and do it in the moment because me I know too. myself, you know, I, I will forget, you know, I'll yeah. get distracted and it'll be two days later. And I'm like, Oh, that person asked me to pray for him, and I forgot. I hope they're still alive. <laughs> yep, for sure. But, and, I, you know, I, I I try and do that. You know, I've had friends and family members that, hey, could you pray for me about this? Yeah, sure, let's do that right now. Yeah. You know, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to wait forever. Um, Something that I... I remembered while we we're talking and it's, it's about the armor we put mm-hmm. on from Ephesians six. It says in Ephesians six sixteen, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which with which you can extinguish all flaming darts of the evil one. And I think a lot of times we don't have that faith. And that's kind of what we're talking about is, Hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it on my own. God, I got this. Like this is, this is mine, and so, uh, I I just I just feel like too many times we do that, and and if somebody's mad because of what we're saying, um, well it makes sense because they hated Jesus before they hated us, so yeah, and and Jesus said, hey, they're gonna hate you. They hate me. They're gonna hate you more. Yep, and. And, and the, you know, sometimes the Bible is offensive, even to believers. believers. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that, that hurt. <laughs> you know, I'm, I feel convicted now. <laughs> but, uh, like, when you, you brought that up, um, is it Ephesians? What is yeah, it? Ephesians 6. The, the full armor. And yeah. My, so, just to be honest here. Um, my parents were in town last week and my mom was like, do you put your armor on every day? And I was like, uh, well, sometimes I stuff it in a bag and I carry it around with me because, <laughs> you know, and I just drag it behind me. 
Because sometimes it's how I feel. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not armored up. I'm not prayed up. You know, I haven't like be ready. Put on the helmet of, of season. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't put on the helmet of salvation. I haven't, you know, prepared myself with the readiness of the gospel of peace. You know, I haven't put on the the belt of truth and the shield of faith. And I know all the things. You know, I all, know all the pieces of armor. What am I picking them up and using them every day? No, probably not. Yeah, you know, and that is something that as Christ followers. We do need to do. We need to be prayed up. We need to have our our armor on, so to speak. And if we didn't, it wouldn't be in the Bible. And in the Ephesians six twelve, I won't read all of it because I think you're going to read some of it. But for we do not wrestle with against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual force of evil, in in the heavenly places. And then in, in 13, it goes on to say, use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of evil so that after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put in the piece that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. And uh, I heard a teaching on this. And yeah. it's talking about standing and standing firm. And when it's talking about the, the armor here, it's talking about like the Roman armor that yeah. uh, they would have worn. And when it talks about the shoes fetted with the gospel of peace and standing firm, the shoes had cleats on them. Yeah. So you would hold your ground and, when you look and you know how you say watch your watch your six or I got your six, yeah. you know, basically saying watch your back. You know, to my kids, yeah. I've always said, "Hey, keep your head on a swivel." Yeah. Well, when you read the about the armor, it is all offensive. You know, besides the shield is defensive. Yeah. But the and so is your armor, but the like, there's nothing on your back. Yeah. And it doesn't say anything about covering your back. And I feel that's because we are supposed to have each other's backs. Yeah. You know, and that's why, you know, God designed us to work together, whether that be with brothers, you know, another brother in Christ and, and battling something out for your families. Like I've had friends that we've fasted and prayed for our families, you know, and I need to start doing that again. Um, but just to, to do that battle together because we really are in a battle and especially we see it more and more that we have an enemy that wants to take Christians out and take marriages out and or to what is it deconstruct Christianity and and speaking of that you know um, I think we talked about Kevin Max earlier from DC Talk and um, and that's what he's doing right now and I just I pray for the dude that as he's deconstructing Christianity, that he really finds the truth and really finds Christ. And, you know, I think of, uh, like Lee Strobel and, um, who wrote the book more than a carpenter, Josh McDowell. Yeah. They set out to prove that, that Christ was, that, that it was not real, that it was not real. Yeah. And the more they set out to prove it, the more they proved that 
God was real. And, and they were atheists yeah. when they were doing this. And I, Lee Strobel, I think, is, is he a lawyer or just a, or a he was journalist? A journalist. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but set out, that's what he was going to do. He was going to prove that, that, uh, the Bible was a lie. Yeah. And he couldn't. Yeah. The more he tried <laughs> to do it, the more he, he realized this is real. That's why he wrote the case for Christ. And that's, I think people have a, a hard time hearing that and, and deconstructing your Christianity is not usually a good thing. So if you're like, oh, that must be great. No, because some of the things he said further were like, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm against the one percenters. I'm for this. I'm for that. I'm against this. I'm okay with, I think, and I might be wrong, but it's like, I'm okay with abortion and like different things. And that is a hundred percent letting culture decide what the Bible says. Yeah. And that, that's something we, when we read this Bible and look at it, we're not filtering culture. I mean, the Bible through culture. It's, it's a Bible is filtering culture through it. Where whenever I read the Bible and culture is trying to tell me, Hey, this is what I need to do. If it goes against God's word, then I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to just go and say, okay, well, Culture says I should be okay with X, Y, Z, but the Bible says I need to tell the truth. Culture says I need to just accept uh, everything as it is and just not tell people who Jesus is because that's not okay. That's culture. Because the Bible says we need to go out into all the earth and preach the gospel. What are you looking up, George? I was looking at up the scripture that says, um, give us eyes to see ears to hear and a heart that understands. Um, because that is really, I think we're really, we're people are really lacking, you know, they're, they're blind to the truth of the gospel. They're not hearing the word, you know, and like these people that want to de- deconstruct their Christianity, they're blinded, you yeah. know, and it, and I don't want to, I don't want to beat on them. I don't want to, you know, say that, I mean, they're, they're wrong. Yeah. But well, we need it as, as Christ, you know, as Christ followers though, the Bible tells us to pray for those people, you know, yeah. Speak the truth in love. Yeah. And that is what we need to do. Um, we're going to have, uh, <coughs> next week, we're going to have Undaunted. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle from Undaunted. What is it? Undaunted Life? Yeah. And uh, he was talking, I was listening to one of his podcasts today, and he was talking about this girl that did her valedictorian speech and talking about the heartbeat bill that was passed in texas meaning that if there's a heartbeat detected that you could not have an abortion and she was very upset about it and said if my contraceptives fail then i won't have a backup and i 
I like what he said about that. And what he said was, we need to pray for her. Yeah. He did, you know, he, he stated it how he stated the case on how, what he felt about it and how he felt it was wrong and felt that she was wrong. And he said, we need to pray for her. And I love that because I think that's so many that a lot of Christ followers are lacking. We're willing to point out the wrong thing yeah. and leave it at that. And we really should be praying for those people that their eyes will be opened and that yeah. they would see the truth. Yep. And I, I think, I don't know. Like like what you said, it it just is one of those things where they're like, well, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I don't know. I I, I don't even know. <laughs> I just got <laughs> so thrown off. And so, man, yeah. Well, I, if you don't have that verse, I do have one more verse before we probably head off. Go ahead. Um, and then, I I, then we can pray or do you have your verse or are you, still I'm, I'm still looking it up. If I find the, what I'm actually looking for. <laughs> so if you want to okay, go cool. with that and if I find it, then great. If I don't, then that it, it, it there is a Bible verse. You can look at it, look for it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm Googling it now. Um, your Googliness. <laughs> That's from, uh, the interns. Um, so what I was going to read is first Corinthians 13 and then one to start off. And it says, if I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging of a cymbal. If I have the gifts of a prophet or a prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge and if I have faith that can move a mountain but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to the poor and give over my body to the hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. I don't know who needs that, but having pride even for a week or a month is going to destroy you because it says do not be proud. And it says it a few times. It does not dishonor or it does, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking it is not easily angered. It, it, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects or. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. And so, that being said, like, we are, we are seekers of the truth. And, and when people say we're believers, I also think we're, we're knowers too. Because we got to know the word and be ready in, in season and out of season. Yeah. And so, and I think this really does go along with that being ready in season and out of season. 
Um, his, what I was talking about, uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and they came to him. Uh, Matthew 13, starting at verse 10, it says, His disciples came and asked him, Why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. That's why we need to read our word. And they will have an abundance of, of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what, they, what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened. And that's what we're seeing so much now, that people's hearts are hardened. They're hardened to the word of God. They're hardened to the the truth and, and love. Um, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it, and they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Now listen to the explanation Okay, I'm not going to go further with that. But um, but really, like, when we get into the Word, when we listen to teaching, you know, good gospel, Bible truth, we're going to understand it more. And, you know, and I know that I, I have, the more I read through the Bible, the more I understand, the more I really get into prayer and, and really seek God, the more he gives me understanding through the Holy Spirit of of his word. And if I'm not listening, then I'm not going to understand. Yeah. And and if we're not 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 also doing what the word's saying. Yeah. So you got to listen, hear, process, do. Yeah. You can't just I don't know. I think people look at this Bible like a novel sometimes, and that's a problem. This isn't a novel. This is the living word of God. Like this, it's not one and done. No, you like, know, I can read the same verse a few different times, and it's like, huh, I got something way different than I did last week reading that verse. And if you're not reading your Bible, and I'm not saying me and George are the best at it, but try. Like, it's awful because all of us are poo-poo at it because <laughs> we all have opportunities. You're you're watching TV for four hours. You're yeah, there's hanging so out. many distractions. You're that taking we have a now. nap. You're playing on your phone for three hours. You're looking at TikTok and you're not following the FQ podcast, so we're not hitting a thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we can't do lives, and that's your fault. Uh, <laughs> so. With that being said, listen, share, like, yep, (laughs) listen, share, like, and if you please subscribe or send people, share this and subscribe to it, and please leave a five-star comment on there. Thanks. Yeah. So, I guess we'll pray. You want to pray out or you want me to? 
We can, we can both pray. All right, go ahead. Two Let's dudes start. in the camper. Two dudes in a camper. F Cube Studios. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for this time that we've had to have a, a fun discussion and really speak about our hearts and how much that we love you and we love our families. And what this podcast is all about is is you, Lord, and, and your truth. And And we love our families, we love our friends, and we love you, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to do this, and I pray that it blesses everyone who hears it. And thank you, God, for everything you're doing in our lives, Father God. And thank you, God, for just making a way where there is no way, Father God. And for your hand being on top of this podcast and and being for us, God, doing this and leading us and guiding us and putting us in the right path of people to promote this podcast and to go further, God, and reach more people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs>